So I'll give the floor to you, Tammy, and I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, Fiona. Thank you so much for having me on the show. My name is Tammy Tokwe-Ben at I'm a pharmacist and I'm currently based in Nigeria. So right now I'm a public health consultant, but like I said, I'm a pharmacist. So there's a lot of, my background is basically pharmacy. And so I get to do a lot of pharmacy related work. My very short career, because I graduated from school in the year 2020, I was inducted into the Pharmacist Council of Nigeria 2021. In that time, I've been opportune to move around from community pharmacy. I, I had a brief stint at the hospital. And then I also worked at industrial. But basically, I got to enjoy all of that because I did my internship with the Pharmacist Council of Nigeria. So that, that's basically the regulator. And that's the licensing body for pharmacy and pharmacy-related professions here in Nigeria. So the big perk I had with that was moving around even though it was mostly regulatory and administrative work, I got to move around. So fast forward to today, I'm now a public health consultant, a junior consultant, because I work in a public health consulting firm. So that's pretty much what I do now. Um, I'm based in Lagos, even though my firm is in Abuja, I get to work remotely. And I've been working in public health for, well, I, I would put it a little over a year, but that's not counting other internships I did whilst in school. Right. Because I was huge on volunteering while in school. So I, I did a lot of volunteer work with the International Pharmaceutical Students Federation, the Pharmaceutical Association of Nigerian Students. I got to do some volunteer gigs also with the International Fed- Pharmaceutical Federation. And for nine months, I had an internship. I did a student internship with the World Health Organization country office in Nigeria. So, so by the time you add all of that it's it's definitely sounds way more than a year to me (laughs) it's more than a year but but you know how everybody wants to count it from when you've left school so so yeah that's pretty much it thank you for sharing that um yeah I have so many follow-up questions already but (laughs) thank you for the intro that's amazing that's great that you've had all these experiences I didn't realize you're like such a recent graduate you like your profile you have so so much to like offer I was like wait you sound like you graduated five years ago <laughs> but, <laughs> so you finished your pharmacy training in 2020 yes November oh. 2020 oh congratulations <laughs> you just you <laughs> it took forever <laughs> right I can imagine and like maybe let's start there with the pharmacy training so you mentioned already in your intro that when you were doing your pharmacy training, you got to have all these volunteering experiences. And then you also did some internships with the um, regulatory um, bodies in Nigeria for pharmacy. And then you also mentioned your internship with WHO Nigeria office. So was this, I guess I'm trying to understand, actually, let's back, take a step back even more. When you started your journey into pharmacy school, did you know what kind of pharmacist you wanted to be? Or like, to be very honest, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> to be very honest, So no. what led you to pharmacy? Let's start with pharmacy and then we'll go into the public health a little bit later, yeah. Okay, the short answer to that question is my dad's a pharmacist. So he heavily influenced that decision. Mm-hmm. Right. right? <laughs> so I, I find myself in pharmacy school and it was pretty much, okay, just 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 do it. Eh? Mm-hmm. Just, just do right. the degree. Then when you leave school, you can do whatever you want to do. But then I got into school. And even though I was 
I did a, I did a shitload of other things while I was in school because I, I, I always knew, I was so sure that I wasn't going to practice pharmacy. For some reason, I was so sure. So there was a time I was even into, like every time there was a break in school, I just, whatever I saw, like whatever thing I could do to keep me busy, I, I jumped at it. So there was a time I was even doing a free, like I was, I, I, I don't want to call it interning because that was not it, basically. I was just- You were working. <laughs> I was <laughs> I would just there was this media agency I would go to and just chill with them for like days. Every day I wake up, dress up and go there and then help mm-hmm. them create content. So and I liked it. I really did enjoy the vibes. I enjoyed the crowd that was there. And then my my that was first year. Yeah, first year. Then second year, what I did was there was this office for ICT innovation and entrepreneurship. I just signed up. I saw something on Twitter. I signed mm-hmm. up for it. And then a couple like it was such a huge, long process. Mm-hmm. And then I emerged and then I found myself in Abuja doing a three-month internship. And that was really, really cool because that was when I was introduced to the startup ecosystem in Nigeria. Prior to that, I never even knew what startups were mm-hmm. and all of that. So like wow. what so I'm trying to say was I was so sure I didn't want to do pharmacy. But but I mean, I mean, life life happened, friend. <laughs> no, that, that sounds like, like an exciting ride. Like you were really putting yourself out there is what I'm hearing that you tried whatever came up in front of you or came up on your timeline. And that's really I look, exciting. I look exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, you knew like pharmacy was kind of like your baseline of like how you yeah. were out in your career, um, influenced by your dad. And like, is your dad like, does he like own a pharmacy shop or like, does he work? Is that what you call industry? I heard you mention that before. Or is oh, yeah, he... he does have a community pharmacy, so um, but I'd always help out there. Every like he's had it forever. Like, even mm-hmm. when we had to move cities, when you know the um, religious crisis, because I I lived up north for a bit when the, the crisis oh. started and we had to move down south. So it's always been a part of my life. Pharmacy has always right. been a part of my life, and I think I was I was running away. I was so I wanted to run away from it, but then somehow. I found myself <laughs> back I in you. I, I hear, I hear you on that one. That's me and <laughs> my dad. It's just like family trade, but here I am doing a podcast. <laughs> like, <I'm- laughs> but yes, no, that that's amazing that you also then got to experience community pharmacy as you were growing up, right? Or as you were like moving, moving cities, like you're explaining. So you were kind of just always at the front lines in, in a sense. Um, and then you also mentioned, I think I had another follow-up question when you mentioned, so you graduated in 2020, you knew you didn't want to, I guess, practice, I don't know whether to call it traditional pharmacy or like or being like, you know, on the counter and like offering the medication. And then like, so walk me through your thought process of like, okay, now we've heard about your internships and you're volunteering, now you're graduating. So what was your thought process then? What were your motivations to your next step? Right, so um, graduation was, funny enough, having done all of this, one would think that I had a clear-cut plan on what I wanted to do post-graduation, but graduation met me with a bit of uncertainty. Yes, I was saying it was also in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic. Yes, in the middle... Thank you. So there was that. <laughs> so there was that. And I'm like, but I knew, but I, I, I knew that I had a bit of time and I could I could redeem myself because you know, post-graduation from pharmacy school, there's the one-year mandatory internship that you must do yeah. for you to be able to write your exams, your qualifying exams to be licensed. So 
when you are inducted into the pharmacist council in my country, mm-hmm. you you're given you're given a license. It's not it's um, a provisional license. It's not a full license. It's just it's just um, certifying that you have completed pharmacy school and that the council recognizes you. But you're not legible to practice just yet. You still have one year of mandatory training, an internship, which is part of your training. And after that, you'd write an exam, a qualifying exam, the the pharmacy registration exam. So I knew that I had that time to figure out what what I wanted to do going on from there. Mm -hmm. But, and after that, of course, there's another one year, the National Youth Service Corps, which you do to serve your country. And so I, I, that was my safety net in that, okay, I don't exactly know what I want to do right now. Like I know I've had this, done this volunteering with the FIP and IPSF, and there's also community pharmacy waiting for me. And there's also, I've done this thing with the United Nations. This looks exciting. I really enjoyed my, my, my time here, but mm-hmm. I felt like I wanted a bit more and I, I couldn't exactly place yeah, so when when I was inducted into the council, I thought to myself, okay, so everybody's hustling for hospital jobs. Everybody was running away from the community jobs, to be to, to be to be honest. Everybody wanted to get a nice GC hospital job with mm-hmm. one of the federal tertiary institutions. And I thought to myself, okay, since I did I had I did this internship with um, WHO, I can't do my internship there. Clearly, it's not stated as one of the an internship site why don't I just go to the body that is even regulating us let me go and see what's happening there okay because I've always actually been I've been interested in um, regulatory and so I applied and I got it and and I'm so grateful for that because like I said PCN the pharmacist council moved me around a lot I got community even though I'd been exposed to that prior thanks to my dad I also got to move around to the hospital which I'd never really seen before so I got a glimpse into the hospital pharmacy. I got a glimpse into industrial because you have to spend about two months at a manufacturing site, a pharmaceutical manufacturing plant. You've got to spend another two months in the hospital. So I got to, I got to get a bird's eye view of different classes of practice, different cadres of practice. And mm-hmm. combined with the regulatory work at PCN, so there was registration and licensing. I saw everything that went into um, the regulation and licensing of pharmaceutical professionals of the premises of the practice mm-hmm. there is also training and education because PCN regulates the training and education of pharmacists and then you have inspection and monitoring and what that meant basically was you go out and you see that pharmacists are practicing to standard mm-hmm. and then we all there was enforcement so there was monitoring there was enforcement I got to see all of that. Then I saw pharmacy practice and then how the continuous uh, mandatory training happens in modules and in cycles. So it was a lot. There was a lot of, I felt grateful that I wasn't restricted in one place. Right. I got to see everything. And this was so, for all of Nigeria. Okay. So I was in, I was in the Lagos zonal office. Okay. So you, okay. This, but that's still Just pretty Lagos. big. <laughs> But that's pretty big because yeah you're right you're, you're absolutely right because lagos accounts for about 60 percent of community pharmacies in nigeria so wow. it's huge it, it is huge lagos is lagos is in fact lagos is part of the southwest but right. we don't even have to, we, we have a zonal office all to ourselves the rest of the southwest has another zonal office in ibado 
but Lagos has a zonal office to itself. That's just the sheer magnitude of like how the many. Yes, exactly. So we have community, we have hospitals, we have industry. Industry is not so widespread in other parts of the country. So so everything yeah. was yeah. It was and great. like when was, you say community pharmacy, what do you mean? Or like yeah, even for Lagos, maybe because Lagos is a big city, right? So when you say there's the pharmacies at the hospitals, right? And then so the community pharmacies are what the ones in the neighborhoods where people are staying. Okay, I think what you call the retail pharmacies. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. I think in other places it's called retail. The retail uh-huh. pharmacy. Yeah. So so the ones where people stay, the ones where you just pop by the neighborhood pharmacy. Mm-hmm. That's what we call community pharmacy here. Okay. So if I was sick in Lagos at a hospital, no. If I was sick at home, let's say I have a headache, and then I just run to my local pharmacy to get some painkillers then what I would be going to is the community pharmacy. So it's like the first. Exactly. 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 And you're saying over 60% of the ones in Nigeria are in Lagos. That's a lot. Yeah, (laughs) that's a lot. (laughs) And you got to see in your work experience how all of this is regulated. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) I can imagine the shit. So you were definitely working at a macro level then. You were not like at the, you know, the front line of like giving each person their medication or taking the prescription and getting the meds right and then you also mentioned getting two months in industry what does that look like when you talk of uh, industrial pharmacy right so industrial pharmacy is the plant where the drugs are produced the pharmaceutical manufacturing plant itself so we get two months in there to go study their processes and Mm -hmm. procedures and basically how everything operates in what everything obtainable in in a pharmaceutical manufacturing plant so I got to do mine at um, a Swiss company yeah Swiss pharma yeah so they're here in Lagos and I got to I got to do my industrial experience with them so luckily for me I got to move around as well. I didn't stay, I wasn't, I didn't stay my, the entire duration of my time there at the plant. So I got to move. I went to quality, I went to the labs, quality mm-hmm. assurance, quality control. Then I was inside the plants, saw the different, um, different aspects, the, the syrup lines, the mm-hmm. different production lines, tableting, uh, granulation, syrup, mm-hmm. Yeah, so from there, we also went, I got to see the dispensary, how APIs and excipients are received, the protocol behind all of that, the warehouses, you know, it was a lot. And then I, I got to see a bit of the, the administrative side. because So I saw regulatory upfront from, you know, the government side of the table. But also being at Swiffer, I got to see regulatory from the manufacturer the side as well. So basically how they ran around and um, saw how their processes were upfront, that was, that was pretty insightful. So I think PCM was great because it was, you know how we always talk from bench to bedside? Right, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I okay. saw that you saw the whole there. process. I saw the whole process, exactly. From industry to then the pharmacists who give out the medication to then like the regulation by the consultant. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty cool experience. Wait, so <clears throat> I feel like when when I hosted the Twitter space, 
were you still working there or you had already moved? <clears throat> I was I still working you, there. You were still, was still working, working there. there. I remember you yes, talking. I was rounding off at the time. I was rounding off. talking about a project where you were working with community pharmacies at the time. Can you oh, tell yeah. us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. Great. So, so you see, because that's also, that's another part I even missed. Working at the council, because it regulates the profession and it regulates mm-hmm. the practitioner and the premise. I, you 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 also have to do a lot of engagement with with the pharmacist and with patients as well. So mm-hmm. while I was there, there were two there were two surveys I was part of. There were two research papers that we worked on. So as an intern there, of course, automatically you are immediately drafted into the data collection team. And what that meant, what that entailed, was that we got to move around from one community pharmacy to the other, basically trying to draw insights, collecting data, trying to glean insights on what, first of all, trying to determine the participation of community pharmacies in NHIS, that's our National Health Insurance Scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, the National Health Insurance Scheme here, it, I don't want to speak too much to it. It works. <laughs> right. it, could work, it could work a lot more. Right. And Community pharmacies, you know, are at the forefront. They're basically the first port of call when um, individuals begin to exhibit um, healthcare-seeking behavior. Mm-hmm. So we wonder then, so why aren't community pharmacies more active in this scheme? Why are they not more engaged? Why do we not have more of them on this platform? And that was why we were sent out in a bid to get these so that was one very exciting. So that's something I even missed. So you you get to work with the hospital, you get to work with the community, you get to work with the, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So but there's also this important part where you it's a feedback mechanism, right? So we regulate you, but at the same time, we, we need to know what's going on. What are your problems? Like tell mm-hmm. us what the problems are, and that's an active process. You have to go out and get that information. So yeah, and then the second one was very interesting by the way because then I had no idea that it would even feed into what I currently do right now where I work but mm-hmm. the second one was um we're trying to determine the the perception of both community pharmacists and the consumer to different pharmaceutical products the local manufactured from pharmaceutical product versus the foreign imported ones so you you I'm sure you already know the stats like in sub-Saharan Africa, about 70% of our, our pharmaceutical products, most of the, the, the drugs that are used, consumed in the sub-Saharan context are imported, 70% of that. And most of it comes from India and China. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's because the India part I knew, yeah. Yeah, so we wanted to know what do people feel exactly? Like, do they prefer, do they prefer the foreign imported goods over locally manufactured ones and if they do why so because no. <laughs> so, I like I don't pay particular attention sorry I didn't quite catch that I was saying do people even I, I'm curious to know from your study if you found that like our consumers especially maybe pharmacists as well but I'll be curious if people buying their you know your, their painkillers their tummy medicine if people are even aware whether when it's foreign versus local? Oh, I can tell you that they do. As And I'm speaking now not as a regulator. I'm speaking as a community pharmacist. Having, mm-hmm. having worked as a community pharmacist for quite a bit, I can tell you that they do because it, it's funny, right? Some Someone comes into the pharmacy and requests a certain medication yeah. and you give them something and they're like, they picked up 
So depending on who is in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. They pick up the medication and someone goes, mm, no, 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 no. I don't want, I don't like this. This is India. India, India is no good. Please don't you have something from the UK? Wow. Right. So that's, that's on one hand. Then on the second hand, we have someone, you give them maybe something from the UK and they're like, uh, no, I bet give me something from, sorry. I just, I spoke pigeon, but it's like, no, give me, give me something from India. All of them, are, they are the same thing. It's just money. Like it's just, this right. one, they're just the collecting Indian money. Are usually, I remember last time I had pay fee for something. And I personally, I guess that's just my ignorance. I never ask. I just always ask, unless it's prescription based. But I remember I had hay fever. I just ran to the pharmacist. And the, I remember the pharmacist specifically telling me, oh, the, he was like, There's, we have two. One is more expensive. The other one is cheaper and it's from India. And I was like, I don't know. My eyes are swollen. Just give me the one one that works. (laughs) Just give me one. Yeah, there are definitely people like you. I know, I know there, I've met quite a lot of people like you who are just like, will you please just give me the one that works? (laughs) (laughs) I trust you. Give me what works. Or someone will be like, okay, here's my budget, right? Give Mm -hmm. me something in in this, in this um, price range that you know will do the work. And I'm like, sure, I got you. So yes. People are quite aware. It will surprise you. People are quite aware of where their medication comes from. It's funny you brought out the statistic because I actually meant to ask you when you were walking through, when you were walking us through the different, um, the manufacturing aspects and you were mentioning that you actually went to the plants. And I'm from Zimbabwe. So I'm like, I don't know where the plants for are. Like, I don't even know we had plants for medication. Like, do we make our own medication? I don't even know. So it sounds like at least. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I spoke with someone. Yeah, that's true. A lot of your goods as well are, are imported. Because I have a colleague and we were speaking about it. Quite a number of your goods are imported no, as well. Yeah, even here in Rwanda, I don't know if I could. I mean, to be fair, I don't know much about manufacturing of most of the things that I consume, but especially working because I do my research work is actually in testing. So in, in diagnostics, and we do a lot around like kind of like similar to the research study you did where you're asking the pharmacists and the patients about their thoughts. We, we do that for different testing products. So like right now with the antigen test and asking them whether they like it up the nose and the and things like that. And then, but usually we'll, you know, what ends up happening, at least from a global health NGO perspectives that we end up partnering with a lot of international manufacturers, right? We, those uh, findings we find, we end up sharing them with like your big names, right? And then they're the ones who then influence the market on like whether an antigen test is going to come out with like $5 or $2 or $3. Um, so it's interesting to, I'm just like, it never occurred to me, which is really sad, I think, as an African, that we could be doing that <laughs> at a local level. Like we could be the ones making our own medication, regular that medication to ensure that it's safe and even like you're describing then going to the pharmacist and the uh, consumers to hear about their experiences as regulatory boards and that is very much an important part of public health wow it is it is it really is wow so you you really are you're right you've gone through kind of like yeah the bed to the bench to bed site like story of it all and sounds like your experience at the pharmacist council of nigeria was very enriching Uh, so that was your one year uh internship that you mentioned is required as a pharmacy pharmacist in nigeria yes okay that's very cool wow so and then you so you say you know you then i guess coming out of that experience 
what did you, I think we already covered what you liked because you really, you mentioned how you enjoyed going from the bench to the bedside, being exposed to different things, traveling in different community pharmacies and different parts of Lagos. Um, I guess what, I, I guess, how did that then influence your next step in your career? Great. So I think for me, it was pretty much looking, having, having a bird's eye view of, of situations as they were, coupled also with a bit of experience that I'd garnered over my years as a student, volunteering and doing internships at different places. I think for me, it was just like, okay, I want to do, I want to do more. And I know that sounds cliche, but that's honestly it. But right. that's honestly, I, I wanted, I wanted more. And I, I, I promise you, there's a, there are other factors that contributed to it. Yes, there's, there's the money aspect. I wanted to be paid more. Right. I wanted, I, I'm someone who loves to travel. I wanted a job that would avail me the opportunity to travel cross country mm-hmm. and even outside my country. And having worked with IPSF and worked with FIP, I really like cross collaboration with, with colleagues from from other parts of, of the world, other mm-hmm. parts of Africa as well. So yes, these are other motivations as well. But I think for me, I started getting, I started getting really, I started getting really interested in public health as a whole. Mm-hmm. And particularly from, from the aspect of, of data. And I know how everybody's been thinking, oh, data is the future. Data is the new oil. Data <laughs> right. is the, you know, some of these catchphrases, some of these are buzzwords, they get stuck mm-hmm. in your head and you're, you're seriously thinking about the future and you don't want to, you don't want to get yeah. stuck in the yeah. past. Yeah. So all of that comes together and, you know, it starts to form a bigger picture for you. And in my case, I knew, for example, that I liked, I liked stories and I liked knowing every, I was always that kid. I wanted to know everything so that when we're having conversations, I'd be like, Ooh, so here's, here's this, you know. <laughs> here's this right. cool, interesting fact that I found or, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, and to add to what you've said, there is also, so I don't know, even from my trajectory now, you can see that, like, I always wanted to be in the know of what's going on here. And that's why I moved yeah. around. It. So right. I just thought to myself, like, you know what, I'm actually, I, I really do like this data thing. I like how you get different elements from different places and you can combine it all together to tell a story. And even mm. more importantly, you can share insights that pretty much informs decision-making at various levels, not just the highest level various levels, mm. policy making. And that to me just made sense. So every everybody has everybody's good at something, right? right? I thought, okay, so this is where I could shine. I mean, after all, I'm I'm actually doing it, right? Nah, you're already doing the work. <laughs> I'm already doing it. So so yeah, I think that was and another thing I did add at the PCN, I, I worked with senior colleagues to to write a textbook, the first public health pharmacy textbook in Nigeria. Ooh. So there's that. And, and my chapter basically was on, on um, the national drug and health policies affecting access to medicine. So that was great. That was such an eye-opener for me. So there was a lot of research involved in that. There was a lot of data gathering involved in that. So And I liked it. I, I really did like it. I really did enjoy it. While I was at the WHO too, my supervisor, one thing I really appreciate the WHO for was that Nobody sent me to get coffee and nobody sent me to go and buy food or any of that nasty stuff they they sent interns to do. They gave me responsibilities and that really helped me. So I I, I found that I really did enjoy working with the data and trying to make sense of the data. So I'd always attach myself to a supervisor who was working on a data and there's a lot of 
data heavy, you know, there's a lot of heavy data in the WHO. So I was just drawn to that naturally. So coming, but circling back, like coming back to what we're saying, for me, it was just, everything just started to make sense. Right. Everything just started to make sense. Like, okay, this is, this is where I could do very well. In. And I'm going to be honest, it's still a work in pro- progress. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, oh, I have it all figured out now because I do not. Mm-hmm. It's still very much a work in progress. And as I go, I, I add things and I drop things and I fine tune as I go. So that's pretty much where I am right now. Oh, that's amazing. You're so right. Oh, you just reminded me. Yes, this is very important. Being proactive is very important. (laughs) You really need to kind of like be, not only be, I guess, not only be aware of what you're learning and what your key takeaways are, like you're saying, but then also like what you then added, like aligning yourself with mentors and and people who are doing that kind of work, you know, you think you want to be doing. So the, the data aspect that you mentioned, and then even having the opportunities with mentors at the WHO, Nigeria office that's pretty amazing that you kind of like jumped out and then like you know went to get it instead of kind of like letting things kind of flow and that's pretty yeah crazy. I I'm, I'm not such a fan of of letting things flow no <laughs> no, no 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 what if you don't like the outcome <laughs> that's true you really have to go and get it for yourself and, and it sounds, that's pretty amazing that now there is a textbook and in that textbook for pharmacy training and professionals there is um like public health chapters on that and like just opening you know clinic like I think of pharmacy as like clinicians is at least under the first line of um care right so at the front line so the idea of like introducing public health and 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 larger health care system issues there that's pretty cool that you got to be part of that Um, you're so right right. it's people don't quite appreciate that but it's true (laughs) I know I sound very much like I hope it's already on your LinkedIn and everywhere (laughs) so that we get to know that you're contributing you're right that at a national level that does it's interesting you keep mentioning it as like more (laughs) and I think it's so funny because when I was this was me in high school and I would try and I didn't know what public health was and when I would talk to my friends and like even when I was doing my applications for union then people would be like you know, so what do you want to do? I'll be like, yes. And then they'll be like, so you want to do, because I was already doing like the sciences and A-level, right? So you, you're doing the biology, you're doing the, the, the chemistry and the med. So people are like, you're going to be a doctor. I'm like, no, but I want to do more. And then they'll be like, what do you mean? <laughs> I think it does people in, like it does a lot of people's heads in, like, what do you mean more? I'm like, I, I don't even know it yet, but I just know I want more than this. Do you? I think, and I think the answer, you can like push back on this, but my now having, I mean, I was like 18 back then, but like now having worked and even just hearing your work experience as well, I think what you, it sounds like for you more is like when you said you, you found findings in the research and then at the uh, Pharmacy Council of Nigeria, and then it was influencing regulation and decision-making, right? I think that's the more, it's like the level of care. Like when you are a pharmacist, at, like you're saying, whether it's at a community pharmacy, at a real toll pharmacy, at a hospital, right? You are kind of like at the level one, you're at the front line, you're seeing the patients as yeah. they come in, right? And the industry is kind of like another, another level. Like, <laughs> well, it's another level where the, the medication is being made, it's being tested, the regulator. But the Pharmacy Council of Nigeria really, like you, and I think these were your words earlier as well, you said birds eye view. So I think for me, that's also like, part of what public health is right it's kind of like at a higher level in terms of what it's 
kind of like overseeing and like covering yeah. it. That's the the more that you oversight <laughs> function. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's the, the more, more you keep mentioning of like, more. oh, and I'm guessing also <laughs> your experiences at the WHO Nigeria office as well, where kind of like macro. So then that kind of influenced you to say, oh, I get to see beyond just like the community pharmacies where you pharmacies where you were working or in the different spaces where you were volunteering. So all of that kind of like built up into like I want more which is pretty cool exactly. Actually, and I feel like yeah, it's yeah. a lot of that's people so that, 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 that's pretty much spot on right you know at that level you, you see you see how everybody like you, you see how all the components work together and you, you're not you can see everything in real time and you see how interdependent how everybody mm-hmm. needs the other components and so yeah, right. yeah, yeah very spot on yeah <laughs> right so I feel like I won't I won't ask you what does public health mean to you because I think we just both answered it which is like <laughs> the, the more is public health like more yeah. pharmacy but more at a higher level is public health for you with your background and your work experience and I think we've covered the why and like what you enjoy about it. Um, I guess maybe we have a little bit more time. I wanted to hear, especially you brought this up, this idea of data. And you also mentioned, and I'm also just biased here because I also do some research. But I wanted to hear maybe as we kind of wrap up, can you talk a little bit about skills? Like what skills you feel have been valuable or useful in your current position in your past positions especially with someone with a pharmacy background like what did you get to carry with you and what did you what skills have you like learned as you go in your jobs now okay thanks for that question that's a really good question so let me start with the the skills that I have carried with me from pharmacy school and Mm -hmm. it's very helpful here I, I can say without without sounding like without sounding like that person, but I think everything I learned in pharmacy school mm-hmm. actually helps me now because pharmacy school, basically, what pharmacy school did for us or did for me, I should speak for myself, it, it just made me, it made me open to, to the different aspects. So you know how in pharmacy school, you're expected to be, you're expected to be the expert on drugs. You're also right. expected to understand the business side of things because you are going to, you're going to be, if to say you like let's let's assume that you'll be running a community pharmacy you know there's the business side to that mm-hmm. as well so you need to understand the business you need to understand the clinical aspect to that you need to know when to refer so you have to be able to understand the hierarchies and you need to understand the healthcare team you need to know what goes where and who does what right. so yes i understood collaboration i understood teamwork mm-hmm. i also understood business the law as well because the law is very important in our in our profession you 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 have to understand the law so those those are aspects that i really appreciate like that were imbibed in me in pharmacy school let's also not forget the as the the part of of going to school so early and then coming back so late so you (laughs) so compared to the other courses no shade Uh uh-huh how long is pharmacy in nigeria (laughs) Okay, in, in, in Nigeria, a, a bachelor's is five years, but if you're doing a farm D, it's six years. But of course, you can convert. Once you have your B farm, you can convert, but that's like part-time. Oh, so you thing. guys I have just, two. So which one did you do? I, I did a bachelor's. Okay, I did so you did a B farm. Okay. Yeah, because you already, I already knew I was, not doing, I was not going into clinical, clinical pharmacy. So, 
So there's oh, that. So the PharmD is the one who's more what clinical oriented? Yes, those are the more clinical pharmacists. They're the ones who consult with the doctors, who make interventions, who mm-hmm. advise prescriptions and, and, and things like that. So you find them mostly in hospital settings and stuff. Okay. And then the B farm you said is how long? That's so interesting. Five years. Five. That's still pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> medicine in so, and then you think about it right you're in class every single day even on weekends nobody cares your <laughs> your your exams are the longest everybody is on holidays you're still in school and right. then you resume classes as early as eight you don't get back to the hostel till around six wow. even later if if your lab goes wrong you'll be in the right. lab longer so yes another thing record keeping labs so yes you know there's like you know dedication to your craft you know efficiency mm-hmm. reports research and of course the best is like the project work in your final year so those that really informed my technical writing skills my research skills mm-hmm. my fact finding skills so there's that mm-hmm. something i wish that i i had much earlier but it's never too late um, something I'm working on now, my data analytics skills. That's wow. something that I started working on actively when I, I finished school. I wish I started earlier though. Right. So if I could, if I could speak to my 18-year-old self, I, I'd probably say, you know what? Mm. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you try and take some of these classes. Some of play play with your Excel sheets, like play with your Excel mm-hmm. a lot more instead of watching, like cut down on the movie time. <laughs> learn Tableau, learn SQL, like SQL. Okay, learn, okay. so it's more well, of like the analysis. You know, it, it will have been. I think it will have been so much easier if I learned learned it then as a younger person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those are skills. Like I said, never say like it's never too late to to begin. So those mm-hmm. are those are skills that I am currently I'm currently learning. And then of course, apart from research, everything you need to be able to to intertwine facts to craft stories and stories that matter so that you're able to come up with solutions that actually do help people because it's one thing to do research and then you have a line of publications under your belt but how is it really informing mm-hmm. change at any level because that's something that is very important to me and before I jump any on, on, on any paper I'm always like okay so 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 how is this going to help like what does this exactly do it's very important to me actually and that's just me i don't know but it's very it's very important that if i'm going to put in so much work if i'm going to even put in any effort at all like i need to see how it informs the next line of change and it doesn't have to be the biggest thing it might just be simple process innovation or it just makes someone's work more efficient that matters that's very important to me Right. It ultimately leads to impact. No, thank you. That's that's pretty good. That's a pretty good answer. And you kind of like jumps to like my final. (laughs) That's usually my my ending question is usually what would you ask? What would you what would you advise or tell an 18 year old version of yourself or a younger self? So it's great that you (laughs) something else. Something else I would say is, Mm -hmm. you know what? Like if you if you see anything, I don't think I think eighteen is too early to set right. your mind, have it locked on something. Mm-hmm. I think try try different things. If something looks exciting to you, regardless of what anyone says, no. Okay, let me rephrase that. I know a lot of people like your parents will be watching out for you. They don't want you to do something stupid. So 
right like as long as there's you can justify what you're trying to do and that again is work because if you're trying to explain things especially to african parents uh-huh. <laughs> you need to come up with ways right <laughs> so you that's the, that's the character development <laughs> and stakeholder engagements so <laughs> so yeah i think i mean if you find something exciting i think you should go for it for it and see what skills like you can develop yeah Definitely, I'll say that to my team also. There's some things I wish that I, I I did then. Yeah, it would have helped. It would have it would have really informed quite a lot of my decisions now. Right. I think. I but think. it already sounds like I feel like that's one thing I've taken from your story that you've shared so far is that you were very open and you you really went for it. Like whatever experience opportunity that came uh, that you came across you you went for it even if it wasn't necessarily aligned to the pharmacy training that you were currently having. yeah um, and I think that's informed you landing and saying okay this is what I enjoy now now I'm going to be a public health consultant and I think that's pretty cool so definitely a key takeaway as well thank you for sharing do you have anything you want to like maybe plug or share while you're here or maybe like like the work you're doing or if you have any like personal thing you're doing on the side for free oh i like this one <laughs> um i think i'm draft i'm currently putting together a portfolio website so uh-huh. i think i'll happily plug that even though it's in the works though but it's right. you can share the link and then, and then yes can put it I will. yes thank you yes. so you will have like a portfolio of like the work that you, you've done and like you're currently working on yes yes okay. Cool. I need to get on. I I really like I really like to like just document that and chronicle it and put it on there. I mean, right. okay. the, the the most that NDAs don't apply to. So right, exactly, of course. But oh no, that's been that's pretty good. And like, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your career to date, what you've enjoyed working um, in and like where you're based now. Um, it's been so fun to, I think you're the first non-Zimbabwean <laughs> that I've had. Oh, so I'm just very excited. You're the first non-Zimbabwean and you're also, I, th- I think it's going to be so great having someone with a pharmacy background share their experience so that people can see the different ways um, they can end up working in public health despite like their first degree or second degree. So thank you you so much for your patience uh and having um coming by for the show today <laughs> thank you so much for having me <laughs> thanks Tammy. this is fun this was fun <laughs> right yeah this has been utano public health chats with fiona and i was hosting Tammy tobit today thanks Tammy. <laughs> this is fun this was fun, right? Yeah, this has been Utano Public Health Chats with Fiona and I was hosting Temi Tobit today. 